Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gesslin along with Corey Ritzow. And on today's show, we're going to recap both the 1-1 draw with Columbus and tell you what we learned from watching the LA Galaxy trounce PSA Elite in the U.S. Open Cup. We'll get you updated on all your LA Galaxy news, including when a certain someone is scheduled to play his first game. And finally, we're going to get you ready for Saturday night's matchup with the Philadelphia Union at StubHub Center. And somewhere in between, we're going to be joined by LA Galaxy associate head coach Dave Sarakin. Well, that's a packed show, so what are we waiting for? Corner of the Galaxy starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Corey Ritza. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fun episode of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, episode number 200. I know I normally don't tell you exactly what show we're doing, but hey, it's a special one. Episode 200. That's that's some good stuff. We have a bunch, a bunch to get to today. I, I can't even begin to start. I mean, two games to recap, a game to preview. We've got Steven Gerrard news. We have tons and tons of information coming up for you today, found only right here on cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right, I guess we have to start at the beginning, Corey. I, I, I don't want to... Actually, I, let's start at the very beginning, which is that they're doing construction near the office here, and so there may be loud noises, as some of you heard on... Anchorman the, style? The anchor, yeah, loud noise. Who knows? I mean, basically. Let's be honest, Corey. It is kind of Anchorman style because whatever in front of me, I'm going to read. All right? So that's that's basically how I like us. Be careful because I will change the show notes on you, my I, friend. I, I know. I know. And I, and I look forward to that. Um, yeah, but so there's construction going on. I apologize. Again, normal audio standards not up to snuff in the last week, and I apologize. Normally, we're a lot better than that. Um, so, so we'll get it back to back together once everybody leaves my damn office. Corey, tell them to go away. Go home. Go home. The LA Galaxy, we have to go way back. It feels like way back. It's not that long ago, but we want to talk about this the draw with Columbus. It feels like forever ago. Big there's a it's a big news week, lot to cover, so I guess we do have to go back and cover Columbus we- and uh we'll try and do it quickly cuz there's a lot of other things that uh I guess the the news cycle goes pretty quick these days. So. It, it certainly does. Now, you know, the good news about us getting sort of it feeling like it's delayed here talking about this 1-1 draw with the Columbus crew is that the entire game was actually delayed, Corey, two hours and ten minutes due to weather. 
Um, and I don't know what it is with the LA Galaxy recently and uh, their weather luck, but uh, delayed game in Real Salt Lake, delayed game in Dallas, and now a delayed game in Columbus, all due to like lightning and, and thunderstorms and, and all that fun stuff. So uh, it's just, it, it's very unsouthern California like for us to be having to deal with weather. I, is it help or hurt us in any way, shape, or form, or just sort of file it under the weird category? Weird. I mean, I, it's it's one of those, yes, it's experience. So, you know, if, when it happens again, then you have that experience. I guess if it happened in the playoff game, Corey, we, we would all say, oh, you know, the Galaxy have been through this three times, and then we'll all make a big deal about it. But unless that happens, it's really experience for, for no experience sake right now. Was this, you probably followed it a little closer than I did. Was this something that was announced far enough ahead of time, or did the players kind of go through all of their paces and then all of a sudden got the notice after warming up that the game was delayed? They warmed up. They were ready to go. They were getting ready to come back out, and they delayed it. And remember, Columbus had a uh, spectator, not in the stadium, but in the outer parking lots last year, get struck by lightning. So they're uh, they're a little skittish to it, and you can understand why. And quite honestly, What's, it, it's a little lightning. It's a little lightning. I mean, who, who cares? I mean, however many millions of volts that go through you i mean it's, it's fine but it's it's there the it wasn't like it, it really did rain and there was lightning and you kept seeing the weather report and everybody's like oh this isn't good this is you know gonna come right over the stadium and all the uh people in columbus uh were huddled underneath the uh underneath the stands on the backside. so you know kind of a fun thing and, and a big shout out to uh Kristen larson who uh who is one of our our good listeners who occasionally makes her way out from Wisconsin to see games here in L.A. and was also at this Ohio game. Um, she's kind of bad luck because the Galaxy usually lose. Um, but, you know, it's still nice. Wow. It's still nice. I, I didn't want to throw her under the bus like that, Corey. But, you know, quite honestly, you need to, you need to do better. You need to do better. You, she needs to change something up. I don't, I don't know what it is. But anyway, hi, Kristen. Thanks, send thanks her for a new listening. scarf. <laughs> I, 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 if she asks for one, I might. I might just send her a new scarf. That might work. All right, anyway, so the LA Galaxy, here's the crazy part, Corey. The LA Galaxy announced a lineup that has Edson Buttle starting. Two hours and ten minutes after the rain delay, Edson Buttle says, I can't play anymore. He's, he's, got, a, he's got a muscle injury. So uh, Sebastian Legette has to come in and, and fill in, like, last minute. And actually, that probably works out the best for everybody. So your starting lineup really was listed, at least, as Jose Villarreal up top. And then you sort of had a five-person midfield with Legette in the center. It was Husidic, Legette, Ishizaki, and then Varnin and Juninho playing those holding midfielder roles. And in the back line there, Corey, it was uh, Robbie Rogers, uh, Leonardo, Omar Gonzalez, Dan Gargan, and Jaime Pinedo. You'll remember uh, Giassi Zardes away on U.S. men's national team duty, Robbie Keane away on um, on uh, Irish Ireland. I- I- Ireland national team duty and uh, and also having some some bad luck with his cousins. They're just horrible, horrible news if you haven't followed it. Uh, two of Robbie Keane's cousins were actually uh, killed while he was back in Ireland, not related to him actually being back, but almost maybe, if you can call it lucky, he was there at least to be with his family. Um, just some, some some bad things there that uh, that sort of happened. So our condolences go out to him and his family. Um, and, you know, the captain's back now, uh, talked a little bit about it after the PSA Elite game and, and seems pretty pretty focused on football. But anyway... I was just going to make a buttle joke, but how am I supposed to do that now? I, I killed the mood. I killed the mood. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was. It was. It is. And you can make buttle jokes. I mean, quite honestly, the best thing that ever happened to Edson Buttle is that he didn't play in this game because Sebastian Lejack scores in the 14th minute, Corey. And it was a great goal. You know, he kind of, kind of let it run by him. And somebody who's positionally aware, I know. 
our co-host Jared drives the uh, Michael Parkhurst, you know, bandwagon, um, the fan bus per se. But uh, you know, he did made a great move to to beat him down the line and then snuck it near post on on Clark. So it, it was a great little goal. He looked good against PSA Elite, which we might get into. Although I mean, it's PSA Elite. But in right. terms of in terms of in the beginning when we talked about somebody like Husidic who was being asked to play midfield. In the, cent- in the center part of midfield and just didn't have the legs to cover. Leggett looks like he has, you know, a little bit more youth on his side so that he might be able to uh, play that third body in the center of midfield when, you know, Gerard or Janino are going to need some spells going forward. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, you want to see him getting more and more accustomed to this team and how they play. And so I think that's what you saw, especially in this Columbus game. I'll tell you, you know, who else sort of made a return here that was a, that was good. Actually, two players, two other players sort of made a return. You had Jose Villarreal starting after his injury. Um, and then you had Robbie Rogers getting back and healthy and on the field. I mean, very ever so itsy bitsy tiny slowly, Corey. The galaxy seemed to almost be getting healthy, and I almost don't want to say that because I feel like if I say it, they're all going to fall apart into tiny little pieces again. Sure. The the question just becomes like, when does it end? <laughs> no, I was. I mean, yes, absolutely that. But in terms of when when does Bruce start to settle on kind of who his choice lineup has been? Um, a lot of success the Galaxy have is slowly but surely throughout the year, he gives various players a number of opportunities and the pecking order sort of you know sets itself apart and you kind of figure out who's going to step into what position. And based on the number of injuries and a variety of factors changing lineups, I mean, yep. they went out with a 4-2-3-1 in this game. Um, you know what? Who is going to be the the choice lineup, and who are going to be those players that step in and and set themselves apart as, um, you know, starters, starters that are right. going to play behind Robbie Keane and and Jossie's artists. No, I mean we have no. The the bottom line is we have no idea because with the injuries and the international call-ups and everything else, I mean you you sort of understand that you know who you want to be in that you know, in that starting role, but with all the injuries, you haven't had it. This is, this was actually really close to, you know, a, a starting lineup as, as you can see, of course, you're missing Robbie Keane, but huge part of it, right? You're missing, um, you know, Jossie Zardes, huge part of it. So a huge part of the attacking core there. But as far as that back line, besides AJ De La Garza possibly sliding in for Leonardo, um, you sort of have that starting spot there, or maybe Delagarza slides in for Garden. It, it, it's you're really close to sort of figuring out or or knowing that they had those players, um, you know, sort of picking your A lineup. I don't think we've actually been able to see a starting lineup, you know, besides maybe the first game against Chicago. I keep going back to that game. It's like that's the only time I remember actually having everybody semi healthy for uh, for the LA Galaxy. So anyway, 14th minute, Robbie Rogers makes an inside run, uh, gets fortunate, the ball pops out to uh, Sebastian Legette, and like Corey, you said, he creates space and and slides it near post and uh, ends up scoring the LA Galaxy, do a good job. The, the big issue I have here, Robbie Rogers looked very good um, for most of this game. In fact, the best he looked was probably in the 43rd minute when he ran away from everybody and was just about to score on his former team, the Columbus Crew. Everybody was right there. He had it. He cut back, he skinned two defenders, and then absolutely shanked the shot so hard I swore it it it, it deflected off of somebody. It might have hit somebody in Wisconsin. It, it, it could have hit somebody in Wisconsin. It may have gone out for a throw-in. It was one of those. 
Um, he had it right there on the doorstop. We should also say that uh, Stefan Shizaki also had a goal called back in this game that was, from all accounts and all replays, perfectly onside and uh, shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't, or actually it wasn't even an onside, it was a foul call. Um, was not a foul uh, and should have stood, and the Galaxy should have been up two there, and then if Robbie Rogers scores, that should have been 3 nothing. So at the end of the half, it should have been 3 nothing when it was just one nothing. and obviously in the 66th minute, uh, Leonardo, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo uh, gets his revenge on the LA Galaxy. Sometimes I feel like he's playing for the other team, Corey. I, it just... Every once in a while. I want to love him. I do. I want to love him now, but I can't. It's just that he can play so well for such long stretches, but he is still so prone to the the gaffes, the you know, the huge boners just in the middle of uh, of wide open play. Right. And it's almost like you waste, you know, a month's worth of goodwill because I don't know if you know this, but goals are hard to come by in soccer. Yes. And uh when when you give them away like that um, you know, it's just, it's so defeating for a team. You work hard, you, you outplay them in the first half and then one bad play. And all of a sudden you give up two points. So well, the the big issue here is that in a slide tackle, you have to win the ball and he gets to the ball and he's, he's running, you know, towards his own goal, except out on the wing a little bit. So it's not like he's, he's worried about, you know, running into his own keeper or anything like that. The slide tackle happens. And quite honestly, he used his near leg to try to poke the ball out of bounds. And if he uses his, his weaker foot, his left foot, and swings it around. That ball probably does go out of bounds. But anyway, uh, Tony Chani is able to uh, keep the ball in play, uh, cuts inside, and then finds uh, Iguain for the goal. There are your two goals, the 14th and the 66th minute. Uh, the big issue with me, Jose Villarreal had a huge impact on this game in the first half, uh, got subbed out in the 60th uh, minute. And uh, Goal comes six minutes later or something. Yeah, it, it's just it's, so Jose Villarreal is the playmaker on this team, especially whenever Robbie Keane's not on there. And you need so. Him. I mean, when we talk about sort of the um, the pecking order, is he somebody that you know sort of has dibs? I guess on that left left side of midfield. I, with, I think with so. your choice lineup, you have Juninho sitting in the holding spot with right. most likely Gerard in front of him. I mean, yes. Whenever whenever Steven Gerard gets here, yes, that is absolutely you know something that I think you you will see from. From from that team is is Gerard uh, sort of playing in front of Juninho and Juninho holding a little bit there, and then it's who plays on the right anymore. I mean, quite honestly, I want to see some more of uh, Legette and Maganto. I mean, two players, and we'll we'll switch over now to the PSA uh, Elite game. Um, two players who played really really well, Corey, and I'm now sort of torn on who should start in that midfield. And and quite honestly, Baggio Husidic and Stefan Ishizaki are on my you're not starting list right now. I, which is, and it's tough. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know how much... I went to this game... Yeah, the PSA watch, yep. I mean, I don't know how much you can you can really read into um, projecting forward, you know, further than one or two starts in right. terms of uh, looking at this team and, and how right. they played against what are essentially a bunch of amateurs. Yes, absolutely. So while Maganto was fantastic, Legette was all over the field, um, you know, how they're going to respond in a different environment where teams might be um, giving more than more than taking in terms of the competition. Uh, it's kind of hard to see how they how they will respond. So I, I'm going to withhold not that I don't think that they might not be up to the task because I like 
a lot of what Maganto has brought to the field. I think right. he's everything that Bruce was looking for maybe when he drafted Pablo Cardozo, you know, what, five years ago? Right. He's a little playmaker, <laughs> um, doesn't quite hold on to the ball as much as Paolo did, and I think that's to his benefit. Right. Um, and, and just brings a change of pace, somebody that, that the Galaxy haven't had in quite some time. So I, I like what he does and what he offers. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm... I still kind of want to see when You're just they go on the, when they go on the road against a, a top flight opponent. How are they going to respond? Right. No. No. I I get it and I understand. Um. You know this this game obviously U.S. Open Cup match. The LA Galaxy hadn't hosted a U.S. Open Cup match in for, since 2010. So first and it's time, probably going to go another 10 years <laughs> as we talk about the draw in segment two. But y- yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. We're there. Um. You know the starting lineup for this was way stronger than I ever thought. Robbie Keane got the start. I thought that was uh, ridiculous, but that's okay. Uh, Robbie Keane, Jesse Zardes got the start. Start. Uh, Nacho Maganto on the left. Kenny Walker in the middle with Sebastian Legette. Um, and then Raul Mendiola getting his first senior team minutes this year, uh, coming up from uh, LA Galaxy 2, uh, having a great, great year down in USL Pro, uh, leads the league in assists, um, and also has three goals as well. I think he has seven assists and three goals, so having a great year down with LA Galaxy 2, so you got him some time up here. Uh, Rafael Garcia, uh, unfortunately uh, tasked with playing some left back here. Tommy Meyer, Omar Gonzalez, and Oscar Sorto. Uh, rounded out Sorto again. I know it's crazy. Nine of the eleven starters were either drafted or homegrown by the Galaxy. It's it's like it's a really good good lineup. And then Brian Rowe in the back. It was good. It was what you expect. I just didn't expect Robbie Keane to play seventy minutes. I mean, yeah, right? I, I think that's the big thing. Right? Is is starting? You can you can understand right? Like okay, right. but you figure give him a half, give him sixty minutes, and then all of a sudden it's ticking, 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 and. And uh, I think it was Sweet Baby Jesus. Was that the tweet, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. He, he got into a tackle. Somebody kind of clipped him from behind and goes down. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, the air goes out of your lungs for about 15 seconds. Yeah, it does. And here I want to get to uh, some game sound because I actually pulled it from this one. And I, I, I want to get to Bruce talking about this game. Um, just just on, on him talking about Robbie Keane, and we'll get to the final one, which is uh, me sort of questioning Bruce about Robbie Keane. So first, let's start with uh, Bruce on Robbie Keane getting some minutes. Well, it was good to get him back on the field again and, and getting some minutes in. You know, we're still uh, moving him forward and trying to get him back into form. So tonight was a, a good exercise for that. All right, so so getting him some minutes, getting him back in form. I can understand all that. Um, this was me, and I'm going to try to make sure you guys can hear the sound because this is me asking him the question afterwards. And just I want you to hear the back and forth, and if not, I will uh, I will I will reenact it afterwards. So here is uh, Bruce Arena. Whenever I asked him if there was any concern with Robbie Keane playing 70 minutes, Jeff Bruce, was there any worry about starting Robbie Keane, having him go 70 minutes with the game on Saturday coming up as well? Yes. But you made the decision anyway. Well, he needs to play. He only he only played 15 minutes with Ireland on on Saturday, I think, and it's still you know he was he's gone for the week, so he's a little bit behind. And you know we just gotta uh, push the minutes on him. They weren't hard minutes tonight, but they're they're, they're still uh, good minutes to, to push him forward. 
There, there you go. They weren't hard minutes, Corey. They were, they were good minutes. And that's fair. Uh, it, it is, and, and I can understand it. So, so anyway, if you missed sort of my questioning, it was uh, I asked him if there was any concern with Robbie Keane playing 70 minutes knowing there's a game on Saturday. Bruce came back with a wonderful Bruce answer, which was yes, which was actually I, way more than I thought he would give me, Corey. Whenever I, I thought I would get a no. He's Robbie Keane, and he, you know, that's why he, he gets that paid the big bucks. same tackle we all did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, there was some concern with that. And then the short turnaround time, obviously, with a Saturday game. So playing on Wednesday, Saturday game. And so then coming back and saying, you know, he's a striker and he needs minutes. So here's Robbie Keane and his point of view on him getting minutes as well. Yeah, very important. I mean, certainly going to stand me in good stead going forward. Uh, You can do all the training that you want, but the most important thing is playing games, getting your match fitness and... Uh, you know, it was a perfect game for me to, to do that. All right, and then finally, Robbie Keane talking about what, whenever he was asked whether or not he would get any significant minutes against Philadelphia. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, so no, no more 45 minutes and 70 minutes. And I'm back. That's the importance of playing, of playing the 70 minutes today. There you go. Okay, so Robbie Keane, that's that's what we have for uh, for the post game from uh, from Bruce and Robbie Keane there. So Corey, that's sort of where you, you sort of get the mindset that they're playing in, and, and Robbie Keane with the "I'm back, I'm back here for 90 minutes, baby." Robbie that was Keane. such a microcosm of a of a Arena and a Keane interview. Right it, there. That was they were perfect. I mean, if you're ever going to say, "Hey, this is what Bruce Arena sounds like in an interview," and this is what Robbie Keane sounds like in an interview, those were those were perfect ones. I will tell you. Multiple players, including Captain Robbie Keane, told, uh, told us after the game that they are here to win U.S. Open Cup. That's what they say. They said, Robbie Keane said, we want to win it. It's important to us, and we want to win it. And I heard that echoed by several other players, which, Corey, I'm not going to say I've never heard that from any other players. I just haven't believed it before. Okay, I think so I believe it. So we're going to talk about this in segment two. Let's just bump it up real quick to segment one, and then yes. we don't have to come back to it. Yes, the, the, the LA Galaxy got their round of 16 draw for the U.S. Open Cup. They will now play, Corey. They will play San Jose at Avaya Stadium. Consequently, it comes four days after they play in the crazy Stanford Stadium game that they always play in. So they're going to be up there playing the same team, San Jose, four or five days apart. Both of them in NorCal. Not yep. a bad road trip for fans that might think they want to head out there in two weeks. Yep. But not only are they playing away for the round of 16, but then they drew to play away of the winner of Portland and Real Salt Lake. Yeah, and... And, and not only that... <laughs> they don't get the host? The winner of the West right. will go on the road, I think, to play the winner of the South or something crazy yeah, yeah, like so, that. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do the final draw, if they're going to do that at all. But at the same time, the next three rounds are all going to be away against MLS caliber competition. Um, you know, at, I like uh, I don't expect them to say anything different. Oh, we're, we're not going to try and win U.S. Open Cup. Right. But I will be very, very interested to see as they try and balance uh, going forward in the summertime, CCL... MLS, if they're still near that little red line, right? And they have, they know they have three, possibly four road games in a row coming up on the path to the U.S. Open Cup. What type of lineups they're going to trot out there? Yeah, I mean, complete unknowns. I am, I am just, it's just such a toss up with this. I and by the way, most of the teams who win U.S. Open Cup, Corey, end up only playing like one away game. If, if they do it. And the LA Galaxy, let's not forget, <laughs> small little matter of the LA Galaxy hasn't won an away game in their last 15 tries. Right. right. I mean, so. I mean, and then, and then what? You're, 
you're gonna, I don't know exactly when the call-ups take place, but are you missing an Omar Gonzalez, a Jaime Pinedo, and a Jossi Zardes? Not only are you missing those three, you could possibly be missing Alan Gordon as well as he's on the Provisional stop Gold it. Cup. No, he's on the Provisional roster. I, I, stop it. Yeah, I'm just telling you. So of the 35, they, I think they have to weed it down to 22. I think I might have been on the Provisional roster. I don't think you were. I looked for oh, your name, okay. didn't see it. All right, but no, I mean, so you could be possibly missing four players, and I believe that tournament starts on July 6th. All right, so, I mean, coming up, Right, I wonder when camp, you know, when does camp start? So maybe, yeah. maybe the the Galaxy they get that game on the twenty seventh in San Jose, but maybe they don't stick around for games on the first. Yeah, it's. I don't think they're going to stick around. I, who knows? I'll be honest. At this point, Corey, I have no idea who's going to stay, who's going to go, when they go, and how it happens. All right. So, uh, lots of stuff still to be determined. Anyway, what you should know is that the LA Galaxy beat PSA Elite six to one. Of course, uh, the one was scored first. So in the twelfth minute, PSA Elite did score. That's a pretty uh, good play. Probably offside though, Corey. Lots of people said it was way uh, offside. I took the straw poll in my row. We were sitting right there on the line. Yeah. Three said offside. Two said no. Okay, so, so we're going offside. Okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so that's where it goes. Sebastian Legette, uh, Jassy's artist, Robbie Keane times three, and Baggio who said it's Robbie Keane with his hat trick in his seventy minutes of play. All right, Baggio who said. Hey, I got a question. You got to be quick because we got to we got to go to the interview. So yes, quick question. What the heck happened on that second goal? <laughs> that but there's no way that ball went in. There's, Is there? Um, no, uh, the, uh, so the linesman. Like the guy headed it up, up off the up, post up, and yeah. out? Yeah, so from every vantage that we saw, even on replays or anything else, granted there wasn't great replays, um, I just don't see that ball ever crossing the line. There was no way. But the linesman called it whenever it went in, and he ran towards the center, which usually marks that there's a goal. Uh, the referee went in there, and there's no way it happened. So okay. uh, I'm just... We, we, as, from the stands, you know... They, everybody was just like, yeah, They're no. not having great replays because it is Open Cup. They don't have all the camera work like they do at MLS. Nobody had any, and not just around me, everybody had no idea what the heck the call was until all of a sudden the ball was placed on the midfield stripe. It was very strange. It was uh, it was uh, really crazy, and if there ever was an argument for goal line, te- I couldn't. I tried to make the argument for goal line technology, but in a U.S. Open Cup game with an amateur team, I, I couldn't quite pull it off. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> all right, I- get us out of here. All right. We are, uh, let's see, what are we doing? God, I don't even know sometimes. All right. What I'm going to do is uh, go ahead and take a quick break. All right. Whenever I come back, I'm going to be joined by L.A. Galaxy associate head coach Dave Sarakin. So make sure you stick around for that interview. Corey will be back after that, and we have a bunch more still to talk about. All right. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Recording from COG Studios and not their mom's basement, it's Corner of the Galaxy. 
Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corey will be back to join me in just a bit to talk about this matchup with Philadelphia on Saturday. But in the meantime, joining me on the COG Hotline is a good friend of the show. He's been on many times before, but we always look forward to him stopping by. Please welcome to the, so- the show associate head coach for the LA Galaxy, Mr. Dave Sarakin. Dave, thanks for stopping by. My pleasure, Josh. It's always, always fun to talk to you. I, I, there's a bunch of things we could all we could get to, so I think we'll start first with the draw in Columbus. Uh, crazy, wacky game, as the Galaxy seem to be accustomed to this year. You get the two-hour and ten-minute rain delay. You have, <laughs> yeah. a su- you have a you have a last-minute substitution on the uh, on the start on, uh, up top in striker with Edson Buttle not being able to go and Sebastian Legette going in there. Um, just sort of a crazy game. What did you think of that one? Well, you know, I've been in this game long enough, but I tell you, there's always stuff. There's always things that come up that you just shake your head and go, wow, I didn't expect that one. But, yeah, Edson uh, was a late scratch, um, and, uh, you know, it it was a great opportunity for Sebastian. He didn't even really have a whole lot of time to think too much. He got (laughs) out there and, uh, you know, to his credit, got his first MLS goal, had a good night. Uh, It was a weird set up with a two-hour delay, but um, in general, I thought we, we put together arguably our best first 45 minutes of the year. I, I thought we did a great job tactically. I thought we imposed ourselves. We created some chances. May have tired a little in the second half. Obviously, Columbus chasing the game, you know, put us a little bit under. We came away with a point, uh, well-deserved. We actually felt we should have had three, but right. again, not to be greedy on a kind of a bizarre night, we'll, we'll walk out with a with a proud point. Yeah, what kind of what kind of uh, nasty thing did you did you guys do to the weather gods in order to have this happen <laughs> this year? Because I mean, you know, Southern California team, Dave. It's not exactly like you know we play in the weather all the time. <laughs> That's so true. I don't know. This is, you know, in the past we've just never had this kind of weird luck on the road. But uh, for some reason, I don't know. Maybe we didn't do enough rain dances, but. You know, we've been uh, we've been uh, going through a, a tough stretch on the road with delays and thunderstorms and, and rain, but you know, look, we're used to it now. So when we have to do it again, you know, we'll 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 be prepared. Yeah, it's all it's all about learning the learning steps. I was going to talk about uh, you know you talked about uh, Sebastian Legette, uh and his play obviously in the Columbus game. Also fun to watch sort of his combo play with uh, with Ignacio Maganto, Nacho Maganto as well. What's sort of uh... What what do you see in those two and the way that they like to play? Well, you're, you're talking about two guys that are very comfortable with the ball, and and at our level, um, that's that's a that's a, a starting point that you must have. So both players, Sebastian and Ignacio, are very comfortable on the ball, very good, clean first touches, um, kind of clever players for mm-hmm. young players. Clever meaning that you know able to do a few things that maybe the opponent's not expecting, uh, dropping a shoulder here, playing a, a late pass there. Even yesterday's open cup game, you know, the, the ball Maganto lays off uh, that Robbie Keane gets to serve to Giassi. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive for a young kid. And same with Leggett, the ball he plays over the top to Robbie. So, you know, they're both technical. Uh, they're both a little bit fearless. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're unflappable. And, you know, they're young, so they're still learning, but it's a good starting point they both have. 
You know, you know, we just had uh, Nacho on the show. I think uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked to him, got to got to learn a little bit from him. But what made you guys sort of take a chance on him in the draft? I mean, he's he's not the biggest player. Uh, he certainly seems to be possibly one of the most technically gifted players in the draft that's that's come out so far. But the international spot maybe scared some people off. What 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 did you guys see in him? Well. You're on line with a guy that's 5'5", five five, so size has never been a problem for me personally. And um, it's really interesting because as we and I look back on that draft, you know, we were the last pick of the first round. Right. And there was no, in my mind, and I think we all would agree as a staff when we were there, in terms of pure soccer, uh, we felt that Ignacio had the best combine. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, I think – uh, I can't say for certain, but I think size was a factor. Right. I think there are a lot of coaches in our league that discounted him because of that. I think maybe a little bit because he had a, a foreign tag to him and it would count on a foreign slot. Um, but uh, it was puzzling to me because when it got to our pick, um, for me it was a no-brainer. I right. think you, you take the best soccer player. Now it's always tricky trying to figure out how it will translate at the next level. But I think we picked a good one in, in Nacho. Well, it, it certainly seems to, and he's been getting play, I, I guess, thanks in part to uh, to injuries and international absences. That's sort of been the uh, the theme so far in 2015. Bruce recently said something to the fact that he's amazed that the LA Galaxy are even keeping their heads above the water uh, with, with all the stuff that you guys have had to go through. What What's... What's going on, Dave? What's up with all the injuries? What's up with all, all this stuff? It seems every time people get healthy, uh, there's international call-ups, and you have Gold Cup on the horizon. So there's been a lot of stuff that's happened so far this year. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, and, um, you know, if I, if, I, if I could tell you the, the exact reasons, I'd, I'd be a, a pretty bright guy. I don't know exactly. You know, it, it's a combination of a lot of things. Luck is certainly part of it, but also – you know, the amount of games that, that we've played, the amount of travel that we've done, you know, travel, people don't understand the demands of an athlete when they have to go from the west to the east coast and, and uh, the toll it takes on your body. You know, we have a phenomenal training staff, strength and conditioning guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we think we do things right. We think we balance our training in terms of the workload that we do. However, uh, this stuff happens, and uh, it's hard to exactly pinpoint it. But the good news in our minds is that we we have kept our head above water. We have gone into our depth pool, which at the end of our season we feel will pay dividends right. when guys have banked these kind of minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense, and obviously you have a bunch of competitions uh, advancing in the U.S. Open Cup, so you have uh, more U.S. Open Cup games to play, you have CCL upcoming, uh, and then regular MLS play as well, and counting some friendlies in between, so, I mean, there's still a ton of games. There's 17 games left on the MLS schedule, but there's a lot more games to be played in in this season. There are, there are. We've got a packed schedule, and it's funny, we were looking at our schedule today thinking, geez, you know, we haven't really had a day off, and uh, we won't have a weekend off till September. Yeah. And so there are teams in the league that have had bye weekends. We haven't had them yet. Uh, it's just the way the scheduling worked out this year. And, um, you know, there's no going back. There's not much we can do other than keep plugging through and, and, and relying on our depth. And uh, hopefully, you know, guys continue to 
to get their, their fitness and form. And, and there is no doubt in my mind that our best soccer is coming up. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly seems that, that things are pointing that direction. You mentioned the best 45 minutes maybe you've seen out of the Galaxy. I think a lot of fans and myself would agree the first half there in Columbus was great. Also, the 6-1 win over PSA Elite. I know it's everybody's going to say amateur team. Um, you know, you should beat them that much, Dave. But it's, it's good to see you do what you're supposed to do in that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it started off as a classic U.S. Open Cup match. We get down 1-0 against right. a team that we're supposed to beat. And, um, you know, a true professional team goes out and does the business. And if you're supposed to win by five goals, then you win by five goals, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought um, it was a terrific night for a number of guys, our young guys certainly, even guys like Robbie Keane and Giassi who right. – you know, we don't we we know their quality, but yet there's still a confidence factor. There's still a rhythm to be built, and and to have a night like that um, was ideal for those for those reasons. And so um, we were we were pleased, and it didn't matter we were playing uh, an amateur team or whoever. Uh, we still had to perform, and it, and it went the way we hoped. And you actually got to host a U.S. Open Cup game for the first time since 2010. It must have been a, a strange experience for everyone involved. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that was strange. I mean, we had to cancel tickets, you know, flights, <laughs> I should say. That's right. uh, it was nice to be home. I hope we get another one. Obviously, we don't in the next round, but... Uh... But let's hope that at some point we're back home because we love playing at StubHub. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a been a pretty much a, a good fortress for you guys. Robbie Keane got 70 minutes in that game. I talked to Bruce after the game, asked him if there was any concern with starting Robbie and having him play 70 minutes before this game on against Philadelphia, and he said yes. He said he still had to do it because he wants Robbie to get minutes. Um, how important is it for somebody like Robbie Keane, somebody who's who's used to be playing or, or used to playing so much after an injury to come back and get all those minutes before he uh, plays against a, a, you know, a good Philadelphia team? No, it's massive. In fact, Robbie was the one, you know, we initially thought maybe 45 uh-huh. and maybe 60, and Robbie was the one that came to us and said, I really, I, this is the best way for me to, to get going. I, I w- would love to get 70. So he was way on board with it um, as well. And uh, he's, you know, every athlete's a little different, but right. Robbie feels that he needs games more so than training. So it was perfect. And uh, he'll be ready for Saturday. It's funny. I, I whenever I talk to Robbie, I have the feeling that he still thinks he's uh, he's 22 all the times and can play you know three or four games, which I think works in his favor. By the way, Dave, I'm I'm not criticizing. No, no, I, you're yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on, Robbie. Uh, he he's one of these. He thinks he can play forever. Now yes. we know that won't happen, but you're right. He uh, and that's a good attitude to have. I, I think it is. Now uh, you have a good game against uh, Philadelphia coming up on Saturday at StubHub Center. Uh, another home game, which is good. Again, we talked about the travel. Don't not having to go to the East Coast to play Philadelphia definitely a plus here. Uh, what do you expect out of this Philadelphia game? You know, they're, I, I think they're a team that um, is better than what their record shows. I think they've um, recently gotten on a little better, a better, I wouldn't say run, but, but a little more confidence um, uh, over the last three weeks, let's say. They're still a team that uh, can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sure we understand because they had a midweek game. There may be a couple guys missing from their lineup that might be uh, normally starters, but that's irrelevant. I think we're always going to face a team that's going to compete hard. Jimmy Kurt and I coached in Chicago. He's their head coach. I know how Jimmy thinks, and uh, they're not going to just sit back and absorb. I think they're going to be a team that's going to look to 
you know, maybe maybe be a little cautious, but get out on the break. So we have to be we have to be on our toes to to, to win the game. But I feel confident that our our lineup will will be a strong one, and we'll give them a good go on Saturday. Well, Dave, as always, we wish you the best for the rest of the season, especially on Saturday as the LA Galaxy will take on the Philadelphia Union. I believe that game is at 7.30 p.m. Make sure you get your tickets, lagalaxy.com forward slash tickets. Dave, thanks so much, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again real soon. My pleasure. Take care, John. All right, thanks. All right, that's associate head coach Dave Sarakin. Great guy, always a great interview. Love having him on the show. I could honestly talk to him for about... Two or three hours, I think. I think that would be good. If I talked to him for two or three hours, I think I think that would I would be happy with that. Whenever I get back, Corey's gonna be joining me again. We have to talk about the Philadelphia Union coming to town, also getting you your standings updates as well as your LA Galaxy news. So still a bunch to talk about. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. This is Back Pocket Memory, and we'll be right back. some more corner of the galaxy don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts news and more visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com hey this is chris this is eddie this is jason and we're from back pocket memory and you're listening to corner of the galaxy Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh and Corey with you once again. Big thanks to LA Galaxy Associate Head Coach Dave Sarakin for coming on the show. Great stuff. Thank you to the LA Galaxy for uh, making him available to us as well. Always great to talk to Dave. We uh, we must now quickly transition because it feels like, Corey, we're never going to like ever stop talking about all the stuff we have on the show. It's, yeah. it's really packed. The good news is we already told you about the fifth round and, and the round of sixteen. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, going up to Avaya Stadium to play San Jose. So you already know that information. Uh, now we, we transfer over just real quickly to LA Galaxy 2. As you're listening to this podcast, it probably comes out on a Friday. Uh, if you're listening tonight, Friday night. You're on your way to the game you're, right now. You're on your way to the game right now, which is good, because then I don't need to tell you that there's $2 beers and $2 tacos and free entry for guests 12 and under. Uh, 7.30 p.m., Los Dos will host OC Blues at 7.30 p.m., uh, that's at the StubHub Track and Field Center there, so please get on over there. Check it out. T- tickets are cheap. Seriously, they're cheap. I would be there. I have, I have a family engagement that I have to go to that you know I can't, I can't get out of, although I'm pretty sure my brother-in-law listens to this. So if he is, I'm really excited about going to your birthday, Brian. I'm pumped up. Right. Re- um, no, he's going to a good restaurant. I'm okay with it. I, I can deal with it. But anyway, so uh, Los Dos playing against OC Blues, the uh, quote-unquote rivals. OC Blues playing well this year, by the way, Corey. Not the uh, the 
let's see, how can I say it? The roadkill that they were last year. The pushover. <laughs> the pushover. Of course, uh, LA Galaxy 2 also on a streak as well. So uh, get down there, check that out. See people like um, Ari Lasseter. Uh, let's see, uh, Tristan Bowen. Um, did I say Tristan? Is it Tristan? It's Tristan. Travis. No, is it Travis, the younger brother? See, I'm getting confused again. I always do this Travis. whenever I see it. So Travis Bowen. Um, he scored versus Vancouver. That's right. Right there in your notes. Right so. in my no- I should read the notes is what you're saying? Yeah. That's a good idea. And obviously, uh, Raul Mandiola. <laughs> All right. So uh, check out those guys down there and, and see what's going on. Um, other LA Galaxy news, big news, confirmed today, actually, just before I recorded the podcast. Uh, everybody is being told, at least uh, season ticket holders are being told, that Steven Gerrard is coming to the LA Galaxy in his what? first... Yes, I know. When did we sign him? It feels like forever ago. Um, anyway, it is... Uh, it, he, Steven Gerrard is coming to the LA Galaxy, and his first game has been confirmed as July 17th versus the San Jose Earthquakes. The LA Galaxy hosts that game. All right, so July 17th. Birthday presents to both of us. I know, it's perfect. Corey, Wait, you're... isn't yours the, the Barcelona game or what? Uh, let's see, the 23rd is mine. Is it the Barcelona game? I think it, I miss it by a day or something like that. It's like the 22nd, I think it's the Barcelona game. I have to look it up again. Don't, I, I'm going to the Rose I hate Bowl. to make you do some work. I know, why would I want to do that? Anyway, so, uh, so that's good news, July 17th. Now, we're going to find out very shortly that the LA Galaxy are going to announce when he actually, when Steven Gerrard will actually join the LA Galaxy, when he'll actually arrive here in SoCal. So that's the, the next date that you're looking for, the one that you're going to want to keep an eye on. So that's sort of where we'll... Where does uh, he go? Does he go Beverly Hills? Does he go... He's, don't you know? You know the story, right? Does he go Malibu? What's the, what's the deal? The, the LA Galaxy apparently, according to reports, are paying for his Malibu rental. So he's... Really? Yes. Which as a like se- just for the six months the 18, finish of he, the season he has or a, for the term of his contract? Term of contract, the 18 months. Is so, this like a TMZ thing that this, I missed? Or what's it, the deal? it was sort of a TMZ thing that, that was announced. It was announced a while back, but that is, I'm still hearing that that is correct, that the LA Galaxy are indeed picking up that tab, which is, which is nice. So. Keen is pissed. No, I, I actually think, I actually, I've heard, and actually some people on Periscope are saying the same thing, um, that uh, I think we pay for a good portion of Robbie Keane's as well. So I, I think that there's, there's a deal there. Come on, we're the LA Galaxy. You're going to have to pay for some of these guys' places. I mean, not for the DPs. I was more talking about for the guys on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> but, How does that count against the cap? I don't know that it does. I don't, I don't even... I mean, you know, it's it's like NCAA football rules. You know, a Do friend some of, of a friend. Guys, like bunk in their like pool houses. Yes. Or what's the deal? Oh, I, I have to imagine. I have to imagine Robbie Keane has six or seven of the uh, younger like, LA Galaxy players in one of his closets or something like that. I, it, it has to be. So anyway, I was gonna make a joke, but I realized there are too many young Latinos that would be like pool boys. That, See, that that's would just that's come that, over, that come is, across that terribly. That is not okay. That right. Is, that is insensitive, Corey. I'm I'm upset and I'm I'm mad now. Anyway, uh, the uh, the only other news that I can give you about Steven Gerrard is that we should hear shortly about when exactly he was. I'm really hoping that the LA Galaxy will actually announce when he's coming as far as which flight he's on so that way people can go meet him. But I have a feeling that might be too much of a circus. That would be a pretty big circus. So it probably won't happen, but I'm hoping it does. Why not? I, it, it would be, he's in England. I know, but it would be a big circus for like LAX to handle. I mean, you know, it would. I don't know. I would like to see it happen. I would like yeah. to be there. I would like it, to be there. It would get out anyways, no? Uh, I would think the English press would 
They said, yeah, it usually leaks. It usually leaks. So, and is he fly commercial over here with the fam? Yeah, he'll fly commercial, but like you know, in first class, those things are like little apartments in the sky anymore. I think he'll be fine. Anyway, so that is as the information. The only other information uh, that I have that I can share with you as as uh, far as LA Galaxy news is Bradford Jameson uh, suffered a concussion in a U twenty game uh, playing for the U S men's national team U twenties down in the New Zealand World Cup. All right. Um, he was greatly missed, too, the last two rounds, because he was great for them. He was really good for them, and he bet definitely could have helped them avoid that penalty kick you know, mess up. I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of the stutter step. It, the stutter step prevents you from winning, is I'm pretty sure what it is. But anyway, he still is following the league's MLS's uh, concussion protocol, so uh, just sort of... You know, we have to let that play out. He didn't is, affect his taco fix, though. No, no, he had to eat his tacos whenever he got back. I mean, if you're in New Zealand for long enough, you come back to LA, you're going to want tacos. That's that's a given. So anyway, uh, just sort of keep an eye on that. No timetable given at all. No timetable given at all for his return, as is usually the league policy with concussions. All right, Corey, we now have approximately 13 minutes, actually less than 13 minutes, to get through the rest of the show. And I still have to go through standings, the schedule, and preview that Philadelphia game. So I want to tell you real quick just about the schedule, Corey. And I told you off air, but the LA Galaxy starting on Saturday will play five games in the span of 15 days. All right, Is this, that a lot? It's, it seem, it, it, well, let's see. If we do the math, it averages like every three days, right? Whoa. So that's, that's probably a lot. Robbie Keane says he likes to play every three days. All right? So... I guess Robbie Keane gets what he wants eventually. So anyway, it starts again with Philadelphia on Saturday. Now, the good news is a lot of home games, only two away games in this. Okay. And they're not too far. And no, and they're not too far. Even the, and it's only one trip. And, and it's you only, think they stay up there? No, I think they come back. Why would you ever yep. stay in San Jose? That was the one trip we're talking about is 627 is where they go up to play at Stanford Stadium versus the San Jose Earthquakes in the Cali Classico and then have to go back up on July 4th or excuse me, July 1st and play San Jose um, again in the U.S. Open Cup, and so then start start from the top. They've okay, got, they've got Philly at home on Saturday. That's good, and then a week, or excuse me, <laughs> a week. That would have been nice. Four days later, the LA Galaxy will host the Portland Timbers. That game is on ESPN Two, ESPN Deportes. Is that Wednesday the twenty fourth. That is, it's a Wednesday the twenty fourth on June twenty seventh. It's the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, in the uh, game at Stanford Stadium, so they travel up there. Uh, the July 1st game is San Jose Earthquakes in the Open Cup at Avaya Stadium, again up in San Jose, then home to host Toronto on July 4th, home to play against um, Club America in the International Champions Cup on July 11th, and then July 17th, uh, LA Galaxy again against the San Jose Earthquakes. Um, this is sort of like Barcelona and Real Madrid, the way that all, they're playing all these games against each other in the different competitions all in a row. Um, July 17th, Steven Gerrard's first game against the San Jose Earthquakes. At home this time, that game will be on Uno Mas. So July 17th is when you can expect Mr. Gerrard. So that is your that is your games. That they is, don't leave the state of California until late July. That's Which is good. The farthest trip, by the way, they make for the rest of the year is to Kansas City. They got a trip to Dallas, a trip to Houston. A trip to Utah, I think another one to Colorado, and other than that, it's along the it's on along the West Coast with the Pacific Northwest. So, going to be interesting. Corey, I'll, why don't you do the standings? I'll let you talk for a little bit. I want to want to like go take Galaxy a are per- perilously sitting above the little red line right now, sitting in sixth place, twenty two points on seventeen games. Counting down in order, we've got Seattle, Vancouver, Sporting KC. Portland Timbers and Dallas right above them, but the Galaxy currently sitting on 17 games played, 
tied for most in Major League Soccer. Right below them on 20 points is Houston Dynamo, but two games behind at only 15 games played. San Jose Earthquakes, only 14 games played on 19 points. And then RSL, 18, Mm -hmm. and Colorado down at the bottom. At 14. But you, 14 you, and 14. You look at this and you sort of look at where it is and where the LA Galaxy would be if they played in the Eastern Conference, and they'd be in third place if they played in the Eastern Conference, all right? Two expansion teams in that freaking conference, Corey, and nobody can seem to get any points. Try is that a surprise? No. Well, it's right. the Eastern awful. Conference. They're, they're not good. They're not a good conference. So anyway, the LA Galaxy doing okay in the West. Um, keeping their head above water, as you heard me talk about with uh, with Dave Sarakin. So that's all you can ask right now. Hopefully, you can get a little bit of momentum. Have right. to start. We have to, you have. I mean, one of the things we always talk about, we kind of like to look in little chunks, whether it be a home stand right. or you know three or four games here or there. You know, you've got you've got two home games in a row here in uh, in the span of four days. Uh, what are you looking for in terms of a, a point haul that that you think would be good? I mean, is it is it Four, or are you looking for six out of these two? You're looking for six. You're looking for six points. Listen, because it's Philly, right? Yeah, Philly's it, just a notch above PSA. Been <laughs> just just a just a little tiny notch above them. Um, you have to get to win all the points at home from here on out. I mean, I think there's nine home games left. Um, yeah, nine home games, eight away games starting on Saturday. So nine home games. You need you need 27 points out of those. I mean, you can't not. And and excuse me. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You need to win every single home need? game. Need need. Need for what? Because you're in front of everybody, Corey. As everybody starts playing, they're going to start passing you. You need all those wins at home. Some of those are going to be draws, which is really going to be tough because I think you need 27 so if points. If you go seven zero and two in your last nine home games, it's not good enough. It's going to. Well, it depends. What are you going to do on the road? Are you going to get it? Are you going to get some more points on the? Are you going to win a game on the road, Corey? Because. Yeah, I'll tell you, they're going to need to win some games on the road. I think the well, West... they're always good at Stanford State. <laughs> I almost <laughs> got through that without... Yeah, I know, I know. So, anyway, that's that's sort of... I mean, I think they have to win a lot of games. And I'm... You know, you're, I, I agree with you. 7-0-2 wouldn't be horrible. Uh, you certainly can't lose any more games at home. I know we only lost one game to Vancouver, but the way they play on the road, Corey, it's like you get zero points on the road, you need to get all three at home. So, um, it's, it's just going to be imperative that the LA Galaxy get as many points as absolutely possible all right all right we got now eight minutes left in this show to talk about this game versus the philadelphia union saturday june 20th at 7 30 p.m time warner cable sportsnet time warner cable deportes is where you can find it of course i expect every single one of you that can hear or listen to this podcast hop on a plane get here by saturday i don't care what it takes to be at this philadelphia home game uh, it's going to be imperative that the LA Galaxy win, like I just said, their home game. So it is the number six in the West, LA Galaxy, as Corey said, on 22 points versus the number seven in the East, Philadelphia Union, on 15 points, uh, playing on Saturday night at StubHub Center. And I would say that Philadelphia, Corey, um, you know, has sort of made a turn and they, they look a little bit better. I think you even heard Dave Sarakin say that, you know, they're, they're a better team than maybe their record. And I, maybe that's true, but they haven't played an MLS game since they lost to New York City FC at home, by the way, on June 6th. They've had played two other games, and a U.S. Open Cup game and a friendly against Reading United, um, and now they're going to come and play the Galaxy. So I have no idea what to expect. I got, I got nothing. I, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, they're not good. <laughs> they're not good. They're, 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 they're not. They're not. They're not good. But I, I still worry. Do you worry? I worry. 
About what? About the LA Galaxy's ability to beat a not good team. You know, I I think given some of the breaks that the, the players have had, that you're going to trot out a first, first-rate starting lineup against the Union here at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested to see, though, you know, because you're playing a, a conference foe midweek, right? Does he maybe rest, they, you know, one or two key players on Saturday, knowing that if he does run out Zardis and Keen, that he still should have the upper hand in total. He's, so maybe you give somebody else a rest or two. I expect Bruce to give you your this the closest thing to an A plus lineup you could possibly expect from the LA Galaxy, including possibly AJ Delagarza, including Robbie Rogers, Robbie Keen. Jose Villarreal. I mean, I think that there might be actual problems for the LA Galaxy to find enough spaces for them to put their A players that we consider A, like Sebastian Legette and then, and and um, uh, Nacho Maganto. That's a question. Who is the? What is the A plus lineup? There isn't one. We've got. We just did this. We have no idea. Bruce doesn't even know. But isn't that? I mean, I guess on some level that's good. I, I mean, you're, there are, there are, there are key players that have to feature in your A-plus lineup. That's Omar. Right. That's Juni. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jossi and Keen. Right. Everybody else can rotate in and out, and you would still say could potentially be their A lineup. Well, not yeah. everybody. Yeah, but I, no, I mean, I'm not, I, not Kenny Walker or no. no apologies or Mandiola, but... There are some of these guys that that you could put in there, but you already want to go with some of these younger cats rather than I think I rather think, than the old Scandinavians. I d- I think well yes yes I do I do but but you can run those guys out at thirty three years old on fresh legs midweek. You could against against you could. There's there's a lot of movement able. I think you're right. There's a lot of movement that you're able to do because of a little bit of depth that we've gained because of the injuries. Uh, Dave Sarakin said so. He was sort of like, hey, you know, this is going to help us down the road. The right, fact that we had that gain in depth, you lose in continuity. You do, and so you know, is there a possibility? See, this is the problem. It's going right. to be so such a short turnaround. Bruce is still not going to have that consistent lineup from game to game because he's going to have to punch in different bodies and different. Places, so I mean, this I, is where you start to see when you go through these spells where you have so many games and so many plays. Everybody's going to get a chance, and I think going to get a chance to play. And you're going to start to see some of these players separate themselves, so that when they get into some of these other games and situations, who right. are going to be who who are going to be the people that feature in the A plus lineup? Yeah, yep, I absolutely agree. The fourth official on the sideline has indicated that a minimum of two minutes of additional time has been added to the show. All right, there we go. There's your two. So, who are we looking for, just in terms of potential threats from Philadelphia? Oh God, that's a good. Um, You've got Moadu, who started mainly on the back line. He's always dangerous in set pieces. Right, uh, Sebastian Latou. You can never sleep on him, right? I mean, that's... I mean, he's more of a name than a threat at this point. But uh, but I agree. It looks like Connor Casey is still going to be. Uh, the only reason I even mentioned Connor Casey is because he is a Galaxy killer. He always comes on and scores goals against the Galaxy. Still have nightmares about him. Huh? I, yeah, we can call whenever he used to play for Colorado. Absolutely. So Although he wasn't on the bench last game. Was no, he? no, he's been injured, so he's still on the uh, on that sort of injured line there. You know, uh, Sapong I think has done um, you know a good job for. Yeah, he never quite developed after a great rookie year. He never quite made that leap that I think some people were expecting. Right. But you know, you have some of these old veterans in Latou and Brian Carroll and Moadu, Shannon Williams. He's not that old, but he's been around for forever. So you have some familiar names, but there are also some people like Fabinho and Nokera and Maidana that 
that have flashes of being good, but right. at the same time aren't quite consistent, and it's hard to know. I don't, I don't follow them week in and week out like some of the other people to know um, what type of threat they pose. Right. No, no. And, and that's sort of the, that sort of the thing. Again, it's sort of an interesting, the, the last lineup that we saw, you know, was, you know, from 12 days ago, basically, as we're recording this. So you're getting that almost two and a half weeks once the game kicks off about when the, who the, who, uh, Philadelphia actually started last time. And some of these guys who didn't play and have been listed as injured may be perfectly, uh, perfectly ready to come back now and be inserted in this lineup. So it's just interesting. I'll tell you the LA Galaxy, as far as their injuries, um, it's sort of thinned out. I mean, yes, you have Bradford Jameson on the concussion. You have Edson Buttle with a groin strain, and that's sort of what happened to him whenever he was, uh, whenever he didn't start uh, in the Columbus game. So you don't expect to see him. Other than that, you're pretty healthy as far as people you expected to uh, to be out there and, and ready to go. So is, is this the last we've seen of Todd Dunavant? I, we both love Todd. I mean, yeah, yeah, we do. No, no, great guy, really awesome, and I'm sure we'll have him on the show here uh, again. Maybe we'll ask him the question. I think that he'll be honest with us. I, I have the feeling that the answer is yes. Um, you know, unless he goes to another team that's that's willing to take a chance on him, it's unfortunately he he and I are almost the same age. I think I'm a little bit older than him, so yeah, I am. I think he's thirty thirty four. Is he thirty four? Thirty three? Mm, right around there right around there so so we're right around the same age um and great guy but yeah i mean it it seems like his body has just uh given in it 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 might be over but i mean uh, but we should have him on the show and ask him i mean that's a great question i mean it's a good question i think the, the the thing is is when you see some of these youngsters like like sorto and some of these guys come in and and maybe start to supersede him you know the writing's almost on the wall so. yeah it, it is and you know with Robbie Rogers coming in and be able to establish himself last year you know if Rogers right. can sort of do that again we're we're gonna see I, you know it is unfortunately that's sports right I mean you the, the clock keeps turning man it's not gonna wait for anybody other <laughs> times undefeated that's right absolutely right Robbie Keane may think he's 22 years old but you know he's still uh, he's 33 34 and you know pretty soon he's not going to be able to play three games in a week Robbie keen anyway uh, how are we doing on the on the behavior summary uh you don't even need to worry about it for the la galaxy actually the one person who i think was on there cleared their good behavior <laughs> so so they are now down to three so i think the most we have is uh is three cautions on any one player of course the philadelphia union have one guy uh vincent Nogueira, uh with four cautions he has one game remaining on his good so if he makes it out of the la galaxy game he'll actually have one forgiven there um, and he can rock and roll with that. So, hey. I All mean, right, I'm going 3 nothing Galaxy victory. 3 nothing LA Galaxy victory. Who scores the first goal? Mm, we'll go with Jossie Zardes. Jossie Zardes scores the first goal, according to Corey Ritzow. I am going 2 nothing LA Galaxy, and I will say that it's Mr. Robbie Keane with the first goal. Robbie Keane, that's hard. You got on a limb uh, there. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say, well, I don't, it's kind of hard. Who else is really going to start, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's either Jossie or, or, or Robbie Keane. You know those two are going to start. All right, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Nope, Corey, I think that's about it. Why don't you tell people where they can find you, and we'll get on out of here. On Twitter, at Corey Ritzau, C-O-R-Y-R-I-T-Z-A-U. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. All right, also go to uh, Instagram where you can find us. And please, we're listening to music from Back Pocket Memory and also from Drop City Yacht Club, all right? Please go out and get their music, buy it. Help me out, help them out. We have a good time, all right? 
I apologize, didn't get to the callers. We had uh, two callers I didn't get to. I do have them. Maybe I'll save them for another show. Um, but lots of stuff today. As you can see, we're already running over an hour for this show as well. All right. Let's see. I'm trying to think. The LA Galaxy play the Philadelphia Union 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night. Make sure you're there. LAGalaxy.com forward slash tickets for your tickets. I will be there getting post-game sound for you for the next show and obviously a bunch of games coming up so everybody hope you had a nice rest because it's summertime lots of games for mr Corey ritzel for dave sirk and associate head coach for la galaxy i'm josh hessman and you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com we'll catch you next time you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. Let me ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Goodbye.